0: stage welcome to another episode of people who do things a podcast about creating and creative people i am john h matthews
1: and i am laura butwald
0: so laura here we are we're a few into this uh, uh crazy venture of ours and we have a lot of great guests lined up, and I can't wait to get to them. This is another in our in our our, our series of uh, shorter ones too, to throw in there to, to to pick a topic and and discuss it and. You know, 10, 12 minutes of hopefully something easily consumable and hopefully somewhat informative for, for our, our our listeners.
1: And hopefully and, somewhat coherent on our end.
0: You know, let's 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 shoot for the moon. Sure. Yeah, okay. let's let's say that. I know. <laughs> so uh one thing I was thinking about is is you know, I'm I'm finishing one up, I'm starting another book. I already ha- always have one or two others sitting there being ignored. Um, and I'm starting to read uh, your book um, that you sent me and and it made me wonder where where I I know you can't say you get them all from the same place but it's it's what is the inspiration what what gave you the thoughts or the character or where did you start with this book was it a sentence was it a character was it a mood was it a rainstorm Um, that's
1: good question um and it of course it's been a while, so I can fabricate an answer that I think is close to the truth. Make but it I up. Probably, nope. Nobody will know. Um, okay. Well, so there's this quote from one of our favorite books on writing, aptly titled On Writing by Stephen King, and it's, uh, I don't know if I read this in our first episode that we did, I don't, but he says, let's get one thing clear right now, shall we? There is no idea dump, no story central, no island of the buried bestsellers. Good story ideas seem to come quite literally from nowhere, sailing at you right out of the empty sky. Two previously unrelated ideas come together and make something new under the sun. Your job isn't to find these ideas, but to recognize them when they show up. And that resonates with me.
0: I I do have to say real quick that 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 very eloquent quote came from a guy whose idea was a crazy clown in a gutter.
1: (laughs) Yes. And, And yeah among many others, um, he writes so eloquently about writing. He and, does, he does. You know, I mean, that quote could come from somebody who wrote something very different from A Crazy Clown in a Gutter. Definitely, um, definitely, and he but has, he is, a, he is but,
0: a good writer, so we, we can ask. He is him. a good yes. writer.
1: No, yes. not at all. Um, yes,
0: but I, th- I, now we're, we're getting away from me initially asking you of, asking of where me. did Coachette so, come from?
1: So it came from, as Stephen King says, you know, some unrelated ideas coming together. So so my book the uh the unpolished logline is it's basically it's a ghost story set in the restaurant worlds in New York and New Orleans. It was inspired by a restaurant, actually the restaurant that is the um the main setting in the book is was on my old block, 9th Street between 5th and 6th Avenues. It was called Village. Uh it's now called It's gone through a couple of incarnations since then, but I used to go there on a regular basis and I got to know the staff really well. And I got to kind of see the dynamics in a restaurant staff. Um, These were all people who'd come to New York, presumably to do other things, taken a job at a restaurant and stayed there longer than a lot of them expected to um and some of them are restaurant professionals and still in the industry but i feel you know and they became this family from front of house to chef to you know everybody so that interested me the dynamic there and then on top of that there the restroom it it was a very old building it had been a bunch of stuff over the years The 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 restroom was on the second floor and one time I went up and I couldn't bring myself to enter the restroom. I got that prickly back of the neck feeling that something was amiss. And I went downstairs and just casually said to the bartender, is your lady's room haunted? He said, yeah, a lot of people say that. So boom, there was my story idea. Yeah, yeah kind of hard story. to
0: not walk away from that one with a story idea. That's. yeah. Yeah. And,
1: and then New Orleans, you know, that was around the time that I started going to New Orleans, which, you know, the entire town is a ghost story. It and, is, yes. You know, people speak so openly and earnestly about the, the ghosts there. Um, like the guy who said to me, oh, sure, yeah, we got a lot of ghosts here. Most of them aren't mean, though. They're real helpful. They'll, not that they can do much. And, you know, that became a line in the book like that you know, awesome. character says. So, yeah, that so, was so where you that main, one came from.
0: Do you maintain this um, um, matter of factness about ghosts throughout the book? And may, or is I, there the one person who is freaked out by it?
1: No, I re- maintain a matter of factness about it. All of the details. And, you know, we spoke in, a, in another episode about uh, research, all mm-hmm. of you know, and I say this with, you know, full, like suspension of disbelief, grain of salt, all of that, but all of the details about the way the ghost world ostensibly works came from people who have, you know, who, who, who consider themselves knowledgeable about the way the ghost world works. Right. So every single detail in there, Um, you know, a, a family friend said that his, grandmother used to say that ever since the advent of electricity, people didn't see ghosts as often because it was a lot harder for them to manifest the energy to make themselves seen with the, with the light bulb. Um, you know, that's in there. So like all of this stuff came from stories I've collected over the years.
0: That's very Um, cool.
1: Um, yeah. And I think that as writers, and I know we've talked about this off camera or off recording, but, uh, you know, we just kind of file as fiction writers we file away every experience every conversation every like glimpse at a cab window of something interesting or unusual you know definitely
0: definitely it's it's you you pull on things from 30 years ago for something Mm -hmm. set now you know whether it's a sentence a look a a setting whatever um and, and and you try to notice things as a photographer you know always notice the the way a light hits something a little differently you know, yeah. I, walking along with some friends in D.C., I stopped and was taking a picture of a rain gutter and they're looking at me like I'm an idiot. And then I posted a picture later like, oh, that's that's pretty cool.
1: Right. And
0: and and same with writers. You have to you have to look at it a little different. It's not just a cat running down the sidewalk or whatever. It's right. It's yeah. it's
1: why is that cat running? What is it right. running from? What happened in the house? that That is exactly just or, exactly um, there, there,
0: there? there's a story to be had there, whether it's worth, yeah. you know, writing and consuming. We don't know until it's written, but uh,
1: and and a lot of it, a lot of it is maybe not worth it. But you never know until you try. You know, to to incorporate it into something, or maybe it doesn't belong in what you're currently working on. But you file it away to use in something else, a short right. Story.
0: Or, or if a, you're Stephen King, it becomes Pet Cemetery.
1: Exactly. There you go.
0: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You and, know, it's all about Stephen King today on this episode.
1: This truck is not a truck. Yeah. Um so and now what about you i know you had told me about designated survivor which is a fabulous john h matthews book um thank you, thank you. what can you describe your impetus for writing that
0: yeah that one i i, I was i was working as an event photographer and, and photographing an event oddly enough as an <laughs> event photographer um in dc for a book release party of all things and um uh, I had the, the hit list of, of and, and photos of all the people to make sure I get pictures of and get pictures of with the author. And so, you know, I was there an hour and a half hour ahead of time going through that. And, and one of the names and, and more of the, 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 you know, bio stuck out to me is that this person was, had been um, a cabinet secretary under Obama and had been the designated survivor for a state of the union address. And I already knew about designated survivors. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's given about 30 minutes of airtime every year before uh, uh the State of the Union when, you know, the news channels say which, you know, secretary is chosen to be off site um in case there's a devastating, you know, event at the mm-hmm. Capitol. And um, you know, but it it, it was not a common term or thing people thought of and at the time at the
1: time and
0: right. and i thought of this and and the next morning when i was out doing stuff and i got home and i wrote down because i already had some ideas from my eddie holland for my detective series but the ideas i had were big and the eddie holland series is a smaller detective series set mm-hmm. in austin and the ideas i had were were, were, were dc you right. know based ideas. And I didn't want to just relocate him for, for, for a book. And it all all connected right there that morning. And I started making notes and pushed aside what I was writing and started writing what, what became designated survivor. Um, And, and so it all came from meeting uh, briefly and photographing somebody who had been a designated survivor. Uh, And then I put this book out um, and then one month to the day later, uh, the TV show got announced of uh, the same name. And, and here years later, I still have, you know, friends from years ago write to me. He's like, hey, your, your book is that TV show. I'm like, yeah, I wish. Right.
1: <laughs> well, and that's another thing that maybe our, our three listeners don't know. But, is that you know, you titles are fair game. You can't copyright a title.
0: You right? cannot. You, you, I could write a book called Grapes of Wrath, as long you as could. it is not about a guy named Tom Jode on a road trip
1: exactly you know
0: not to minimize you know (laughs) the the plight of tom and his family but uh um yeah yeah you you can that's why there's four thousand songs called hold on Mm -hmm. and uh um you know still books i I can't remember what it was i wish i i could but i saw some new book coming out with the exact same name of a book from only a few years ago right Uh, yeah
1: it's uh yeah so um that just reminded me that uh Decades ago, I was, ooh, I just aged myself. Um, a couple of years ago, I <laughs> I was <Last> <laughs> ha- hired to um, by a literary agent to ghostwrite a fictionalized memoir about a dog walker to the rich and famous. So I spent months following this dog walker to the rich and famous around, you know, getting her stories down, worked with an editor, wrote a couple of drafts of this thing. The day that it was finally due, Simon and Schuster, I believe it was, put out a book about a dog walker to the rich and famous, followed quickly by a movie where I believe Jennifer Lopez very plausibly plays a dog walker to the rich and famous. I
0: remember that. I did not see it, but no, I, I remember it's okay that if you movie did. coming out. So,
1: so yeah, um, that's it's funny thing, that zeitgeist.
0: It, it is. It is. Last year or this year, earlier this year, I put out my, my, my first middle grade uh, fiction for kids called Runt. And um, when I first you know, was working on it and decided that's what was going to be my title, I did the basic searches on Amazon and stuff. I didn't find anything. I continued with the book. I named my characters. It, it, it wrote quickly. I love that book. I finished it. Uh, the day I released it, somehow another book called Runt came up Aye. about kids, about bullying. Right. And one of the characters, my character's first name is that character's last name.
1: Oh, my God. That's wow. All right.
0: But nobody like, will this, write
1: the version of Runt that you No, wrote. Nobody
0: will write the re- version of Runt I wrote. Um, um, and, and still, I was just like sitting there shaking my head. It's like, I guess I need to do more searching. But who knows what happens between now and yeah. you know when a book comes out. And, and who else will write something about you, a... Uh, Yeah,
1: yeah. You you get creative. Do you ever have you ever named characters after people in your life?
0: Um, I have this thing I do uh, that if I have a friend or a friend has a family member who has passed on, Mm -hmm. has passed away, um, and and I have a work in progress that that person's name could be used as a minor character, um, I'll, I'll 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 use it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so like I have a secondary character in the Eddie Holland detective series who is named after the brother of a good friend of mine. Um, and and he was a friend of mine. We all lived together out in California for a time. Um, and he passed away several years ago, right? About the time I was writing that first book and I wasn't locked on a name for that character. And so I uh, ended up naming him and the two, the character and the guy couldn't have been more opposite, (laughs) but, um, Um, so, so, you know, Clem lives on in the Eddie Eddie Holland books in a way, so.
1: That's lovely.
0: But generally I'm pretty set on a character name. I'll use X's. I'll use three capital X's in place of a name more often than just, you know, using a fake name and trying to, you know, go back and replace it later. It's easy to search for those three X's.
1: Also off topic, but I use the word aardvark as a placeholder when I'm, um, uh, you know, if, I, if I'm going through a draft and editing and I want to note where I'm, I left off, I use mm-hmm. aardvark.
0: It's an easy word to search for. It's an easy word to
1: search for. I have
0: yet to use that word in any of my books, so.
1: I just know I'll wind up, you know, self-publishing something and there'll be aardvarks throughout it.
0: Just random aardvarks.
1: Random <laughs> aardvarks.
0: have been listening to people who do things a podcast with john h matthews
1: and laura buckwald
0: thank you for listening